Hi there, I'm Michael Clark, and he's Mike Pereira. Together, we're the hosts of Mid-Credit Scene, a podcast about movies. And this is a Mid-Credit Minute, kind of bonus mini-episode, where we talk about big, important things, like snacks, double features, and more. On today's episode, Scott Williams discusses Near Trek. Um, Scott, uh, there is, to my mind, one potentially glaring omission from your uh, your list, which we will link your your, your list of uh, rankings in the, the show notes, but uh, it is Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I know Galaxy Quest can also be a divisive uh, topic within uh, the, the Trek community. Uh, what are your feelings on Galaxy Quest and where, if anywhere, would it fall in your rankings? I, I definitely love it. It's a great movie. Um, I know a lot of people say that it's their favorite Star Trek movie. Uh, I would still say it's not a Star Trek movie, even though it is related. Um, it is one of the few comedies of the last, you know, like 30 years that I actually enjoy. <laughs> um, I, there are not that many that are, I find them really stupid, generally. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I would rank it in my Star Trek ranking, but definitely very enjoyable. Yeah, I, I think it's one of the few, it's hard to classify because like the temptation to say that Galaxy Quest is a parody is really strong, but it's not a parody in the same way that something like uh, Naked Gun or Airplane is a, is a parody. Um, you know, it's a, it's a loving homage that happens to be a comedy. And I don't think there's so few films that are able to thread the needle of being um, are, are uh, like comedies that are clearly taking their inspiration from something without making fun of the thing that they are taking inspiration from. Yeah. Well, and the TV version now is Seth MacFarlane's The Orville, right? Which is basically the next generation, but with toilet humor. Right. I, I love The Orville. And I will say, I think The Orville does some pretty some pretty transgressive stuff like you know like it pushes boundaries i, I was just re-watching the episode i think it's the third episode where uh where bordis and clyden's daughter have a daughter mm-hmm. and this you know this sort of really difficult challenge of because they don't overcome the obstacle in the end right they they the the ruling class gets their way in the end right and bordis is and that struggle comes up again and again through the Orville where, where, you know, Clyden and, and Bordis have a lot of tension over the fact that Clyden advocated to have the, uh, the forced sex change on the infant. And, uh, so, I mean, I was always surprised at how well they blended the kind of toilet humor and the, the crassness of it with still really tackling some pretty meaty, tough stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it. I, I I like it also. It's surprising to me that I like it, but I do. It's because it's clearly a love letter to next generation. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty great little show. Um, Not perfect, but great. Well, nothing nothing is. I mean, that's that's always been my struggle with Star Trek. Is um, you know, there's a lot about Star Trek that's great. And then there's also a lot that, you know, maybe occasionally the writing or the acting isn't up to snuff. And there are some episodes that are harder to watch than others. And, and every once in a while, if I'm rewatching it, I'm like, you know what? No, 
No, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna go back. I'm just, I'll watch the inner light in a couple days and that'll be fine. But, uh, you know, time and budget and all that. I think that for what it, all Star Trek has achieved, regardless of when it was made, has always been impressive. Like they've always made the most of their dollars and told the best stories that they, they can under whatever limitations they they have and whether those limitations are too few or too many episodes I, I think that there's probably no one who would argue that it wouldn't be better if some of those seasons of, of tng or ds9 had fewer episodes <laughs> uh here or there you could cut them out but um it's it's always been a struggle and i always end up just coming back to those original series movies because i think that they're such a a great distillation in let's say four uh really really strong entries that are accessible and and say great things and are just a lot of fun entertainment yeah the the sort of trilogy of two three and four because they were on tv well at least they used to be i don't know what is now the equivalent but they used to be on tv so often that you were they were just sort of ingrained and i think everybody sort of knew them even if they weren't Trekkies, they had just seen bits of them enough to know, you know, the one with the whales and the SETI eel crawling into Chekhov's ear and those kinds of things were just cultural touch points that people of that, of a certain age have. Yeah. I, I think like, I know so many people, like even my sister would remember the voyage home, right? Because, yeah. and part of that, I mean, part of the great thing about that movie is it, 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 it does something that TNG I don't think ever does to my recollection, but it goes, it just transplants the future into the present day, right? And they do that again in Voyager with the hilarious Ed Bigley Jr. episode. Yes. <laughs> they go back to the nineties and you're like, uh, but like they just bring it into the present day, right? And so like, I think you're right. Like a lot of people, because that movie was so not futuristic tech sci-fi, uh it a lot of people found it very watchable and very likable and um you know so it's uh it's a it's a lot of fun to watch it's still one of my favorites i love that movie yeah. it's great and it has a really important message so yeah yeah which we've clearly taken to heart and totally <laughs> reversed the trend on the whole climate change environmental <laughs> disaster oh wait no <laughs> if they made it today they'd have to come back and save koalas some weird no, the, I believe it's I believe the future it's needs chlamydia or something like that. <laughs> it's pangolins. <laughs> pangolins is what they'd have to save. Some right. sort of obscure, uh kind of prickly looking sort of lizard, but mammal. <laughs> pangolins. Uh yeah. To hear more, listen to Mid Credit Scene Podcast on Midtown Radio or wherever you get your podcasts.